Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is April the 2nd. 2019 strong hand offended by selling value your wealth in bitcoin unconfiscatable one bitcoin equals one bitcoin remember that value your wealth in bitcoin too people that's going to come back later in the show be a unique beast bitcoin is the next bitcoin okay everyone check out the links below follow me on twitter at techball t-e-c-h-b-a-l-t i'm going to be on uk bitcoin master show on thursday 1 p.m eastern time that is 6 p.m in london Follow him. I'll give you another update on that hopefully tomorrow, but that'll be on Thursday. I'll still do my show on Thursday also. All right. So we had an interesting day yesterday, didn't we? Also, check out DisruptMeister.com to see all my old videos, including Friday and Saturday shows, which rocked. SportsMeister.com, all my podcasts. Yeah. Podcast form now. But yeah. Hope everyone had a strong hand yesterday, but you got to have a strong hand when the fiat price goes up, just like you got to have a strong hand when the fiat price goes down. You can't let it bug you. But there are some things we can learn from what happened yesterday. It was about 24 hours ago uh, at this time that Bitcoin, I mean, it basically went up $800, $900, $1,000 for all you fiat freaks out there in a very short period of time. Uh, and I made sure to do this show a little bit later than I did it yesterday. Just in case if the same thing happened again. Now, if the same thing happened again, um, and it did not happen again, uh, it, it would be a tremendous story. Obviously, it would be the biggest story of the last uh, two years, probably. But that didn't happen. So, so we'll we'll discuss what happened yesterday. But first of all, the the great VJ who was on my show on this week in Bitcoin, I think last week or the week before. In a March 7th tweet, he said something very interesting. A lot of people are agonizing about whether the bear market is about to end or not. The signal the bear market has unequivocally ended is when our prodigal son, Trav, begins tweeting again. Now, some of you might be familiar with parabolic Trav. He was a guy when Bitcoin was going up uh, in terms of fiat he was he was saying Bitcoin was good. I mean, he was making huge predictions. It was his Twitter feed was so popular. Everybody was retweeting him. I probably even retweeted him. I mean, I'm a happy guy, but I mean, this guy was uh, a bull and a half. Well, when when the going got tough, a parabolic trap. The last time he tweeted was in September, until yesterday. <laughs> He made his comeback yesterday. So while all the, you know, some strong handers, uh, you know, were around every single solitary day since uh, <laughs> during uh, this uh, fiat bear market, uh, Trav uh, wasn't. That's his business. He did come back yesterday, which is hilarious because, uh, well, uh, you can see a lot of people were very happy. He was so happy he made his comeback, and the great VJ actually predicted it. So maybe for all you fiat freaks, it's over. Maybe that's the sign right there. I don't. I don't know if it's over or not. It could all go down again. But um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It was a happy day. It was a happy day. It was, you know, when you see Trav back, uh, you know, the pumpers are 
<laughs> are back in town. So uh, pound that like button, everybody. Now, someone just sent some bucks in the super chat. Uh, let me, before I move, let, let's see what who this guy said. Tabal Dakrest sent five Canadian dollars. Thank you. Thank you for your service, sir. You're a heck, a heck of a dedicated he said a different word. I'm a fiat freak, but will eventually change. Hey, maybe. Hey, thank you very much, Tavel. And you might change after you, you listen to the the rest of the show. But thank you for the support. Hey, and if you if you're here, you're not that much of a fiat freak. You know that one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, and to value your wealth in Bitcoin. Now, but you like getting your Canadian dollars too. I I, I mean, you got to pay the bills, I guess. Start saving. Whale panda has this, and, and this is for you. This one's for you, Taval. This with the what the whale panda says. He says, and, and this is all about value your wealth in Bitcoin. And it, there's a chart attached to this tweet, tweet. It's linked to below. And by the way, Trav is linked to below too, if you don't know who he is. Uh Bitcoin the king. Only thing that really matters for alts is the Bitcoin price. Anyone using the US dollar price for alts is either clueless or desperate to see something positive in their bad trades. Very good point. That last point, uh, yeah, there are people that are desperate to see something positive in their in their bad trades. Uh, oh, no, look, my, uh, my Tron went up so much. Now, not in terms of Bitcoin. Now, now after, uh, I'm going to say this, Whale Panda, he, he posted this quite a few hours ago. He's in Europe. So after he posted this, some altcoin, when he posted this, Bitcoin was beating everything, but some altcoins did start to gain in terms of, of Bitcoin too. Not everything went up in terms of fiat yesterday. Everything did, but in terms of Bitcoin, like F Ripple lost money and lost lost its value. Now, uh, again, altcoin gamblers, uh, some of them had some Bitcoin yesterday, clearly, and. They wanted to come back to the table after their Bitcoin went back up in value. Some of them went back to altcoin gambling immediately and used their Bitcoin to buy some altcoins. And thus, over time, in the last uh, 12 hours, 18 hours or so, some of the altcoins started to do quite well. Bcash and Litecoin in particular uh, started to gain value in, in terms of Bitcoin. I noticed, and, and some others were close, and then st some still lost value in terms of Bitcoin. Now, I, I don't know why those specific two, why it happened, but it, I mean, if you can interpret it in, in a very interesting way, and th this is a long shot interpretation, but who knows? Both Litecoin and Bcash are going to have halvings before Bitcoin does. Well, and if they're going up in value, if they're going up in value in terms of Bitcoin, it's their business. I have no problem with it. I think it's it's interesting since they have halvings that they will wake people up to the fact that Bitcoin is having a halving. And maybe some smart guy out there, some smart guy that's really risky because you shouldn't be buying you shouldn't be buying all coins. But he might figure like, ah, eh, you know, these ones are having halvings. Also, they're gonna they're gonna be worth more in a few years. I'll I'll, I'll gamble on them too. I don't recommend doing that. And what I just said was a very long shot theory. But what is fact is that those two did just go up a lot. And um, that those two actually uh, will have halvings before Bitcoin does. And could wake a lot of people up to it. Uh, another very interesting thing is that, well, well okay. I, 
we're going to get to it in a second, but, but but obviously I think by now, a few of you know by the title of this, that uh, probably the main reason that Bitcoin pumped was because there were two, there was a huge purchase of Bitcoin and on some reputable exchanges and on those reputable exchanges, they also sell Litecoin and Bcash. And I do wonder, I do wonder if the entity that purchased all that Bitcoin diversified for the sake of diversification and came back and bought some Litecoin and Bcash. That is also a very long shot theory there. And again, I don't care where like, I mean, if Litecoin and Bcash pump, that's great. That's great. I mean, I, I don't really care. That's not the point of the show. The point of the show is to talk about why Bitcoin pump, but I, I brought them up anyway, because they have halvings. Pound that like button. And obviously I'm all about the 2020 Bitcoin halving. If you've been watching this show since uh, like 2016, you know that. Strong hands, dude. That's that's what the shirt says. Uh, and this is the white version of that shirt. Usually you see a black uh, colored version of this uh, shirt. Do you prefer the black or the white? Leave a comment below. Moving on. So this is a tweet. Uh, the name of this guy, his name is 69Corvette420. A man who clearly values his wealth in women, cars, and drugs. And you would, I mean, this is a real tweet. So you you would, uh, his name gives away his thought pattern here. He's clearly an 80 percenter. This is what he said. One buyer bumped the price of Bitcoin and smaller cryptos followed suit most likely due to computer trading. This is why I'm not invested in cryptos. <laughs> This is why you're not invested in cryptos. Yeah, very nice excuse, dude. Enjoy your uh, your 42069 Corvette. Enjoy that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not, I'm not, if one person can change the the price and then computers computer trading, I don't want a piece of this. I don't want a piece of this at all. I don't care about the, the basics behind Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, uh, store of value, unconfiscatable. Uncensorable. No, no, no. It's with one. What happened yesterday? That's why I'm not in cryptos. <laughs> I'm so smart. I didn't benefit at all from yesterday. I have no cryptos. <laughs> what? A, what a guy. 69 Corvette 420. That is an eight. That is America, baby. That is America. You're, 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 that's what you're taught. You get on drugs, buy some cars, and, and try to impress some women who are not going to be impressed by that stuff. Okay, or some will, but you'll get. Okay. I just, I just thought that was the ultimate 80% or tweet on, on such a day. This, a person tweets something like that. Unbelievable. Unbel Some people will never learn. Never learn. <laughs> All right. Uh, and, and again, so how big is the over-the-counter market? How big is the over-the-counter over market for Bitcoin? I, and what proof that it even exists? I, I, I mean, the people that have tried to talk to me about the over-the-counter uh, Bitcoin market, who've tried to get, say that they've got a lot of Bitcoin to sell or they want to buy a lot of Bitcoin. There have been some sketchy dudes that have contacted me. And there I've never seen a, a, a trade get set up through all these dudes that contact me saying they want to sell or they want to buy. Or they want to this. And they're usually talking like 400, 500 Bitcoin. I have 300 Bitcoin. I don't even know. Okay. So what happened yesterday is that someone, some entity out there at the, in, at the night and at the at nighttime on the East Coast, and it, it wasn't yet morning in London, so it was a pretty dead time in terms of the English-speaking 
uh, Bitcoin world, which is dominates the financial side of it, I, I believe now, the United States especially, uh, someone tried to, at, at three different exchanges, buy about 7,000 Bitcoin apiece. So they tried to buy about 21,000 Bitcoin. Now that, when I heard that number, when I heard that number, 21,000, and this is a, there's a Reuters story. I'm going to quote from it in a second. They say 20,000, but it probably was 21,000. I mean, that is 0.1% of all the Bitcoin that will ever be created. Last night, someone bought that much Bitcoin, okay? It was coordinated over three reputable exchanges that are, that they're not part of that 95% fake volume one either. Okay. So this was very planned and that's, uh, you know, close to a hundred million dollars the person had. Okay. So not many people, Reuters cover this story. And I guess some people are ignoring this because it was a mainstream media source. And again, I'm taking their word for it that they have proof. I mean, they, they went into detail that it was three different exchanges, about 7,000 Bitcoin apiece. All right. So uh, let's say this really happened. Let's say this happened. Now, it's, it's so, and obviously, the if 0.1% of all Bitcoin is all of a sudden gobbled up. And, and so this, this entity did not feel they could buy this on the over-the-counter market. Okay. They didn't feel, they did not think that there were 20,000 Bitcoin available on the over-the-counter market. Or maybe it was just too big of a pain in the butt to do. Because there's so many different people saying, claiming they can sell you Bitcoin over the counter. Okay. So this person just figured, I I'm done with this. I am doing it through reputable exchanges. I am willing to pump the price up to $5,000. Okay. I'm willing to go whatever it takes because I want to corner 0.1% of all the Bitcoin ever created. <laughs> now, who the heck has that much money anyway? Who has $100 million? You got to wonder that too. I mean, I'm saying entity. How about if it's a state entity? I don't know. I don't exactly know what the heck was behind all this. But you can see everyone always says, well, if somebody wanted that much, they would do over the counter. Well, that didn't happen. That did not happen. Hang on. I got to something else I got to do here. Good. So, I mean, this is and some people say, well, it was an April Fool's joke that triggered the market. No, it was not an April Fool's joke that triggered the market. It was. It was this bit huge purchase. So I'm going to read you a quote, but 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 before I read you the quote, um, there are there are wealthy entities on this planet, all sorts of wealthy entities, corporations, countries, and then there are individuals that can spend a hundred million dollars. What we we probably saw yesterday was what happens when one one of those entities tries this. Okay, they're tied. That does not go OTC. What is going to happen one day? It is going to happen one day when multiple parties in the period of about a month or a week or two months, you pick your time period, when multiple parties try to do something similar, try to get 0.1% of all the Bitcoin ever created. How about if 10 entities try it in a two-month period or in a month period? That's 1% of all the Bitcoin bought all that will ever be created bought in a one-month period. What will happen to the price of Bitcoin when that happens? What happened to the price of Bitcoin yesterday when it was just 0.1%, when it was just one entity trying to do that, okay? I, I'm, I'm not, I don't know when this is going to happen. I didn't know when that was going to happen. I knew one day some somebody on an exchange would, uh, they'd be tired of OTC and would try to do this, or maybe it would be done on OTC. I don't know. I, 
I knew there'd be big, huge purchases one day. I know one day countries are going to try to do it. I thought they would try to do it slowly. What, what's going to happen when what happened yesterday happens 10 times in a month? I, I, I mean, you, 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 you make your own conclusion and you tell me if you should be holding fiat or you should be holding Bitcoin because you don't know when that's going to happen. No chart told you that somebody somewhere was going to try to buy 0.1% of all Bitcoin on April Fool's night. Okay. No, no chart, not even the uh, magical bot of doom uh, <laughs> can predict that. Right. Right, guys. Speaking of April Fool's stuff. All right. So let, let, let me, let me read you this. Today's game was probably, this is from the Reuters article. Today's game was uh, probably triggered by an order worth about $100 million spread across U.S. spread across U.S.-based exchanges Coinbase and Kraken and Luxembourg's Bitstamp. And, and by the way, during the pump, during the buying, Bitstamp and Bitfinex, the prices were almost the same. Okay, that, that was very interesting also. That the, 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 the buying was so intentional, tense on Bitstamp that it pumped up the price to, to Bitfinex level. Uh, said Oliver Van Lands. Okay, whoever the guys is, chief executive of cryptocurrency firms BCB Group. There has been there has been a single order that has been algorithmically managed across these three venues of around twenty thousand Bitcoin. He said, "If you look at the volumes on each of those three exchanges, there were in concert synchronized units of volumes around seven thousand Bitcoin in an hour." Okay. So again, guys, there are going to be days where, where it pumps like $700. Be calm. Um, yesterday was one of those days. Be calm. It, there is a there's a backstory to it though that because of uh, what we found out through this Reuters thing, and it's a learning experience. It's something that should strengthen your hands because it, perhaps in the future this is going to happen. It's going to 10x what just happened is going to 10x happen, and uh, in, in, you know in terms of people trying to get that much Bitcoin in, in a very small time period, a relatively small time period. A month is relatively small when we're talking about four year having periods. Okay. Whether it be two months, three months that people, that this is repeated in 10 times, who knows? Uh, okay. So yeah, no chart. Uh, oh, and again, this is something I, uh, I wrote to someone. I'm just going to read you uh, what, what, what a reaction that I, I sent this. Yesterday's 20,000 Bitcoin purchase that spiked the market made me think about the over-the-counter market. Is the Bitcoin over-the-counter market as robust as some make it out to be? I have seen little proof that it even exists. And then we see what happened yesterday. If there really is this legendary Bitcoin over-the-counter market, then why did this entity choose to go the exchange route? Is this, is it now difficult to purchase 20,000 Bitcoin via OTC? And I would say, yes, it, it must be. It must be very, it must be difficult or a complete pain to do 20,000, to, to buy 20,000 Bitcoin on this legendary over-the-counter market that people talk so much about. Just like people used to talk so much about how all those Asian exchanges had such a high uh, volume and then it was proven to be false. And I hope the dudes who investigated the, the, the 95% fake volume on exchanges uh, get to the bottom of what's going on over on the over-the-counter market because it would be very interesting to hear um, that perhaps this over-the-counter market isn't what it's cracked up to be and that if people are, really want a lot of Bitcoin, they're going to have to do it on the exchanges for all of us to see so that the 
well, it'll, it'll pump. It, it, we'll, we'll get a better feel of how much Bitcoin is really circulating out there, which is good for the price discovery. All right. So, yeah, I talked about that. Okay. And, uh, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the, charts can, the charts can't predict when someone, you know, just snaps and is like, I got to get in the Bitcoin now. I got to get in the Bitcoin now. Now, now it is possible. Hey, for all you chart addicts out there, it is possible that this entity saw the charts converging. And because some people have drawn a picture of the charts and it, it looks like the two lines were coming together. And maybe this was the time that Bitcoin was about to go up in price. So this person freaked out and said, I better get my uh, 20,000 Bitcoin, 21,000 Bitcoin probably before the, uh, before the market booms or something. I mean, that, that's a possibility too. That is a possibility. But uh, it, it's not like the charts predicted it. It might have influenced. It could have influenced someone. If someone was that much of a chart addict, they said, "I believe the charts so much, I got to buy it right now." So that, that's their personal belief. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mentioned that there, there was a nighttime uh, pump. There was not a nighttime pump. Not a nighttime pump tonight. It looks like. Which is this it, again? If the same thing happened again tonight. I mean, that, that would be absolutely amazing. I, I don't think the per if the person out there or the entity out there wants to buy more, it would not be in their best interest to do it two nights in a row. They, they, they should definitely wait. Uh, I, I would think, um, anyway, that's my, so I was contacted. Well, first of all, pound that like button again. I, I was contacted by a, a person who's in motion, obviously that I met at an, at an event a while back, actually. And he's got a, a, a poll out there about a full disclosure of, of speakers and, and people in the space so that, you know, people get a better understanding of uh, the biases of some people. You know, so sometimes you'll go, to an, a, a, you'll go to an event and you'll hear that a person is a, he's, he's part of a, a college or a university. And in fact, he's being paid by a, uh, an altcoin or something. So. In certain fields, there is disclosure at events. People list all the companies they work for, what they're invested in. And I am not suggesting that every conference do this. I think it would be interesting if if there was a conference, like it called itself the Full Disclosure Conference and said, everyone here is going to list you know, everything they're involved in and, and you can come to our conference. Um, you know, if the, if the crypto industry, the Bitcoin industry wants to adopt this as best practice as a best practice that, that's great um I, I think it should be voluntary I, I mean you can't force this on anyone but here's what the, the poll says and you can participate it in it should blockstream researchers lead Bitcoin and crypto to make more transparent public discourse by providing conflict of interest disclosures in their presentations? All right, so that would lead by example. There, he this guy thinks Blockstream is very important, so they should they should be the first to to do this in their presentations. List uh, all their uh, conflicts of interest, who they're associated with, and then many others will follow. We we shall see. Again, when you go when you go to these events, I mean, there there are people that are just straight up, you know, ICO pumpers. They're not they're they're not even hiding their biases again. But some people are fooled by it. Again, and some people. I think some people don't want their dreams to be shattered. They don't want to hear that the person that's promising them the next Bitcoin and who says they've gotten so rich because they know so much about crypto isn't what they say they are and is just employed by some uh, ICO or some altcoin. 
Some people don't want to give up. Some people are such 80 percenters. They want the, uh, what the BitConnect dream to be true. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Moving on, uh, or finally, Coindesk article. Uh, they say 255 million. Coinbase confirms uh, extent of crypto insurance coverage. Uh, and, and so, yeah, they have $255 million worth of uh, insurance, I think, from Lloyds of London on their holdings at Coinbase. And that they announced it. And they announced the number. And again, this is not to say that you should keep your coins at a third party, but that they did this. It, it does set a good. It, it, there are traditional investors that like to hear this type of thing. Traditional investors that are never going to control their own private key, and they gain respect for the industry when they hear a player like Coinbase is very well insured by a respectable insurer. So, I mean, weak hands are going to do what weak hands are going to do. Then uh, they're going to they're going to they're going to let a third party be their Bitcoin bank. They're not going to learn how to. They're not going to put it on their trezor like we all do. But uh, they're they're more of them than us. They're more traditional type of investors than the people who actually want to be their own bank. So I consider it a positive that, that Coinbase has made this announcement and uh, it, it will make some uh, traditional people much more comfortable and will expand the, expand the ecosystem. And uh, here we go. $5 from the legendary Cyrix. Cyrixna. Please do vote in the disclosure poll. And retweet so your followers can too. Adam, the show rocks. Well, thank you. That, but obviously, that is the dude who made the poll, guys. So the poll is linked to below. Do retweet it. He, this guy is is very much into this disclosure thing, and he, uh, I mean, he's right. There's a lot of shadiness out there. There is a lot of shadiness, and he's being proactive. That's the thing about the, the space. I mean, if you're proactive enough, you can influence everyone to go in one direction or a a large group of people to go in direction and make a difference in the space. And uh, yeah, if, if every, if, if people follow disclosures like the health care industry, if it, it would be, it would gain some more respect from uh, traditional uh, investors. I'll tell you that. And it would make uh, events and uh, online presentations and various personalities a lot less uh, shady. <laughs> All right. All right. And it, it would bring things into the big leagues a bit because sometimes, uh, it can kind of be bush league around here, but I mean, it, it's, we're so early on. We're so early on here. So, so thank you very much for the support. Thank you for that super chat. And thanks for being proactive about your poll and everything. I like polls. I got to do some more on, on tech T E C H B A L T. And all of you can see that I retweeted him. Pound that like button, bound that bang, that bell button. Check out all the links below. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the disrupt Meister. I'll say hi to everyone in the chat. Bye-bye.